Kate has a vision for an intuitive economy, a business paradigm that transcends the ordinary, an approach where impossibility becomes reality, where business owners, executives, innovators, entrepreneurs, and global leaders use their intuitive intelligence, the most empowering human intelligence there is, to foster global innovation and sustained economic growth. An economic paradigm that's open to solutions from intuition, universal knowledge, and higher realms from heart-centered leaders. The intuitive economy will follow the early trendsetters like Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, Oprah, Bill Gates, Jack Welsh, and so many Silicon Valley leaders who are incorporating mindfulness practices into their work and seeing the importance of innovation as a part of business and intuition. The intuitive economy will be global companies. This will be the stuff of change agents, the light workers, the healers, anyone who wants to have a spiritual business, anyone who's looking at the evolved next way of being. This is the economy for them. Her story is a remarkable one, proving that no dream is too big. Synchronicities happen for a reason, and anything is possible. Today, you'll discover the magic of meeting your moments, of stepping in and stepping up. You'll discover the power of living from source and connecting to your own supernova essence that you can transform the world the way that you know best. I'm Leniski, hostess of the Supernova podcast. I'm also a supernova marketing coach and author of Start With a Bang Then Glimmer. And this is your invitation to greatness. Come on in. Kate, welcome to the Supernova podcast. It is so amazing to have you here and to just seep in your story and share it with the world. Thanks, Lita. It's 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 honestly so great to be here. I love your energy. I love what you're doing, and it's just an honor to chat. Absolutely. Great. I was I was going through the the, the the stuff that you sent me and just reading through your story, and it's it's absolutely magnetic and mesmerizing and. I'm just so excited for the listeners to hear the story because I think 
this is the kind of stories that we need to hear because we all have these big aspirational dreams and we get so caught up in the the hows and the to-dos and the practicality of it that we lose mm-hmm. ourselves in that. And it's so easy to just step away from the thing that we're so governed to do. And the thing that you've been so governed to do is – I almost want to say rewrite history. Um, wow. <laughs> it, feels, it, feels, it feels like that energy. I mean, you definitely are being a pioneer, but the way you're taking entrepreneurship and creating an intuitive economy and really framing the merge between spirituality and business, but on such a much bigger level than a lot of the, the spirituality business coaches that have been on the show is just mesmerizing. So how did that come about for you? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, just overall in spiritual and business, I just, I mean, I think her, I, I guess when I look at my life, I've definitely been steeped in faith. And I, you know, I just continually used my spiritual practice to create my dreams, you know, or to just help guide me in what it was supposed to look like. And I, you know, actually I kind of look back and I've, I've had a lot of dream jobs. Like I've been fortunate where I'm just like, okay, I want to do that and I'll just go do it and things will work out. But you know, there were some things that were super lofty for me that I just, as, as a girl thought, wow, how is this supposed to happen? But you just, I just had this inner calling and you know, my practice of trusting my intuition and my guidance and just really working with other realms and just taking a risk and going for it just served to keep moving me forward. And so I'm just really here to boldly proclaim that, you know, we, it's not time to separate spirit, spirituality and higher consciousness and business anymore. We take our full selves into our work, into our clients, into our daily life. It's, it's, we don't cut part of us off when we walk into an office, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, you know, I'm just not afraid to say like, look, let's, let's do it. Let's bring it all. And let's, let's talk about how powerful it is when we operate from our highest level of consciousness, from our highest self, when we're, we're looking for solutions for our life and with others, you know, it's just, it's just time, you know, I just really think it's time. So, um, you know, I look at and am grateful for, um, you know, spirit and guidance in my own life. And I just am just so certain that, you know, when we trust ourselves and we trust spirit and we trust guidance in our business, like that's when we can really create what we want. And that's when we can become fearless because it doesn't, it doesn't become, Oh, what people are going to think and how is this going to happen? It's like, okay, here we go. I'm following, <laughs> you know, I'm asking that I'm following. So. <laughs> of course. And, yeah. And I mean, this is the first time we're actually meeting. I mean, I've been following what you've been doing and the sense that I get and the way that I'm connecting to you on that spiritual level, just, just feeling that connection and that part of it. It feels like you're just so authentically in that because it's so easy just to talk strategy and talk innovation. But if you're not on the ground level and actually mm-hmm. doing the work and the, to the level that you've kind of been doing it or even higher or lower, it just speaks wonders of you. And I mean, having been crowned, so to speak, one of the top 21 women of influence by the Small Business Forum, having been featured on the World Economic Forum and so many other platforms is just testament to the kind of work that you're doing and just how bold you really are. Thank you. I just believe in passion, to be honest. <laughs> I, just, I look at, you know, and I think we'll go into what has happened over the past few years, but it's like so much is just passion and just, you know, it's like when you show up and you bring your passion, it's like, wow, you know, Yes. it's just, I just, that's really all I was. I mean, I, people, people, you know, and I appreciate hearing that and people say when they hear kind of the things that I accomplished in South America, we'll kind of cover, but uh-huh. I'm like, I, I'm just I couldn't have done, I could have not, I couldn't have not done it. It was just, I was so divinely inspired. Like it's just, I don't feel any, I don't feel any different than anyone else. I, you know, I just, I just couldn't have not, it's what, it was what my path was at the time and it's just, okay. You know, so I appreciate that. Um, and I just think it goes to show just the power of passion really. (laughs) What I love about that is 
when you really make that your life choice. Like, there's yeah. no other choice. There's no option for a backdoor in that. Because the minute we go mm-hmm. backdoor or this great thing, comfort zones are always going to come in. But as you were saying it, like, it ju- it's just this. It has to be this. Like, this mm-hmm. is the only way to, to breathe, to survive, to thrive. So, yeah, so and powerful. I think it's like, people are so caught up in what's my divine purpose and what is my purpose and it has to, you know, and it's like, at the end of the day, our purpose is to live in joy. Mm-hmm. And joy can mean and look like a lot of different things over time. Joy for me at one time was, you know, studying dolphins and training dolphins. Joy for me at another time was working with international companies. Joy, you know, it's like, it's like my joy has shifted. My passion has shifted and that's okay. It's not like one thing, you know, joy for me was going down and being a pioneer and helping to build a sustainable economy in South America and developing entrepreneurship and innovation and technology and working with, you know, other pioneers who saw a future that didn't exist. You know, joy for me now is connecting with spirit and, and relaying messages. It's just, and I just think that's just, it's, we get so caught up on like, it has to be this one way or this one career path or this one thing. And, but you know, I, I like a lot of different things. Like, I, I, you know, I just, I like doing something for six months and then, you know, and just popping in and just experiencing a lot of things. So I just, I think when we just follow our joy and our passion and what we love and uncovering, you know, our divine gifts, then it just starts to just, you know, one step after another and ends up ultimately leading everything leads up to a certain moment in time too, where you look back and you're like, Oh, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I did that. Right. Of course. So, and yeah. in that as well, purpose evolves. Because we also think like we have to just be stuck with one purpose. The vision can change as much as you want, but you have to be stuck to this one thing. And it mm-hmm. becomes a spiral and this magical thing of evolution that as yeah. you step into one thing, it constantly evolves and there's a next level up and the next level up. Mm-hmm. And it seems like one of the next level ups is for you is this whole talk of intuitive economy. Mm-hmm. When you speak about it, where business owners, innovators, entrepreneurs, and global leaders use intuitive intelligence to foster mm-hmm. global innovation and sustained eco um, growth. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How did that even come to you? Um, well, it, again, it kind of came through experience of kind of in my life and just seeing what innovators are really doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at the intuitive economy as, as as a group of people who transcend the complete business paradigm. And they're always asking, what if, you know, where the impossible becomes the reality, you know, and because what I've experienced in my life and with other people and what I've you know, seen with the power of intuition, the power of being connected to source, you are not, you're not limited. There are no limits. Right. And wouldn't we love to create economy that comes from that space where anything is possible? And it's like, it's not only it's so I I see the intuitive economy as, you know, so for me, you know, there's so many examples in my life where, you know, I'm in a business situation and my intuition will, or my guides or my, you know, my connection to source will give me an instant answer or a solution that I never thought of. You know, when I was working down in Peru too and, and helping down there, you know, I was really innovating strategies and, and aligning with values and bringing in ways that had never been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really, you know, why aren't we approaching our business from that paradigm? You know, the traditional business skills of, you know, kind of linear thinking and these, um, the constructs we put in of business and financial, um, solutions and, and political, I mean, they're, they're limiting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, they've gotten, they haven't gotten us where we need to be. And, and that's okay. That's, that's where we're at. Um, but you know, we are in a rapidly changing global environment, whether it's business and consciousness and energy, things are moving faster than ever. And to rely only on linear approach and analytical paradigms, you know, have given us a stagnant and complicated corporate and financial structure. Mm-hmm. And they're not adapting and effectively solving today's most pressing challenges and our biggest opportunities. And when we're connected with a paradigm that we can really transcend the ordinary of, you know, intuitive intelligence, you know, that's, that's, that's connection to truth. That's connection to infinite solutions. That's connection to 
the way we're figuring out strategies and solutions, right? Um, and approach, but it's also with the way we're approaching each other, you know, as connected and compassionate and in the flow and centered. Um, and also very neutral because the universe is neutral, right? And everything around is happiness. It's our perceptions of good or bad. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in business where like, Oh, we have to get this client or we have to do this program or, and then something might fall through and we get so upset, but really in the divine order of things, you know, there's a beauty to that and maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. You know, everything is just, just like flows. So it's like to, to celebrate just how things are happening and remaining neutral and understanding our connectedness to each other and the infinite solutions that can come, um, when we are connected to a higher level of consciousness. So I don't know if that's clear, but I hope so. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, it's, it's so easy to get confined by the limitations of an Excel sheet and trying to balance out these mathematical equations on what's right or wrong in business and just get lost in these strategies which have been around for years and yet haven't reflected our global shifts and the changes in the economy and the changes in the environment and the changes in ourselves and our spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it really goes beyond, we talk about like, you know, the whole Steve Jobs things and the, you know, thinking differently and all of that. And I think the intuitive economy is going to go beyond thinking differently because we're, we're going to be going beyond rational thought and we're going to be tapped into powerful solutions that come from source. So if like we're in our business or in our life and we're saying, where do we need to innovate? You know, what is the best product or solution? When is the, the effective time to grow and expand? What does the market really need? You know, what's going on that we might not see? Where are we making mistakes? Who, who do we hire? Like all of these questions in an economic system, when connected to higher levels of source and intuition and higher perspectives, they can be found. Of course. Um, and I mean, Steve Jobs is used so much and I know it's so cliche, but he was such a pioneer in this because he believed in intuition and he used that over just kind of the intellectual mind. And it was because, um, you know, people would say that he, he understood what the market needed before they did, mm-hmm. right? Because it wasn't about asking what people want and getting the research and analytical paradigm. So it's it's not that we're not going to take away the linear, the linear thinking and, and the data and all of that. Of course, it's just integrating the whole concept of, wow, what if? And what does it really look like? And what is really possible um, in working together? So yeah. And moving from, again beyond that space of thinking and into a space of being and creation. Yeah. Because the universe seems to be really asking for that. Yeah. Yeah, we're human beings. We're not human doings, right? Mm -hmm. And everything is just really about our our beingness and and bringing together. And so when we watch that, um, it's funny, you know, because when I work with clients now and stuff, and, you know, or just in general, when people have specific questions about, Oh, what does this look like? Or what is the next step? Or, you know, and it's just really, it's everything still goes back to our, our being a state, our emotional state, our, you know, our capabilities and, and all of that. And when we're in flow with that. So, um, you know, mm. and, and even yeah. on, on another level, but it's still related. I mean, people are now even bringing in moon cycles to decide how they run their business. So there is this shift of pulling in other resources on creating a new paradigm yeah i mean it's all connected right because it's all you know i talk about intuition but to me intuition is truth mm-hmm. intuition is eternal truth it's your truth it's universal truth and seen from a higher perspective so it's not just inner guidance it's it's everything that's going around and the energies and the support and you know that we are supported and we are being guided as well and and tapping into all of that you know when i was you know, so it's just we look at a typ- typical linear business paradigm and we we think we have to figure out all the hows, you know, <laughs> and it isn't necessarily the case. You know, when I was very clear that I was, you know, to move down to South America and help build the economy down there, I had three specific goals that had been coming to me through intuition and and guidance and and just synchronicities and flow and there were three things I knew I wanted to do, you know, um, I wanted to help connect investors and businesses with a growing economy down there that I fell in love with. I wanted to help build an angel investing network and I wanted to bring a, a program that brought entrepreneurship for kids. 
So I'm like thinking of this economic problem or this economic opportunity that I was feeling strongly guided and I knew that I was to be part of in these specific three ways. And that's, those are big economic questions, right? Or just, or paradigms of like how a normal business paradigm would be like, how am I going to do this? Right. I had visited a comeback. Really at the end of the day, what happened is I, I got a voice in my head to call somebody. <laughs> and, you know, normally I was like, okay, what companies do I need to talk to? Like if I want to be an on the ground consultant or I want to do this and I knew I was supposed to be down there, like, okay, what would my lead list look like? What is my strategy? What is my, you know, it's like the typical, okay, here's the end result. I'm sitting in San Francisco. I'm supposed to be in Peru doing these three things. What does that look like? I mean, I hadn't even gotten to that point of putting together a plan because what happened is I just got a voice in my head that said, you know what, maybe you should call this person. And I was like, why should I call that person? You know? So for like three days, I was okay. It just kept saying, call, call this person. So finally it was somebody I hadn't talked to in a long time. You know, we'd worked together in a completely different industry, you know, about seven or eight years ago before then I talked to him once in the last five years and I call him up and I said, I have no idea why I'm calling you. I have no idea why I'm calling you. However, here's the three I, you know, I'm feeling drawn to, you know, you know, solve an economic problem through and and follow my passion and, and do these three things. Can we just talk? (laughs) And, and turns out, you know, he had a solution. He, at that time, then he's like, well, you don't know this. He asked me a bunch of questions and he's like, well, now I'm involved in a certain market of technology and it's related to emerging economies. We never thought about working down there. Sounds like it might be a good fit. Do you want to connect with your contacts and explore it? There we go. And boom, you know, so after a couple explorations and phone calls, I had, you know, some really great, you know, high level, um, business people down in that country. And I had what I needed to go get started, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I just look at it as like, it just, I didn't really have to do anything except for follow my inner guidance and the solution for me to transport myself from San Francisco in the U S into a dream of helping to build, you know, economic development in a specific South American country was just really all it took was a phone call yeah. and just continue to keep acting and moving. You know, and big, you know, and and doing it, and then oh, moving there, and going, and just showing up, and being like, okay, I'm here. But um, you know, it it's like we're moving. It's just such an example of how when we leave the how up to the divine, or when we leave the how up to source, and we just keep moving, mm-hmm. then the solution can can appear, and it doesn't have to be the struggle all the time um, that we make it out to be, like. We're moving into an era where easy is worth it. Right? So, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, we are just like, oh, it has to be, you know, I love the struggle. Look how great I am. I'm like, <laughs> look, I made it through. I'm so powerful because I just had such a hard road. And it's like. That's so last season. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, that's the old, you know, easy is the new black. <laughs> like, there we go. You, you know? should quote that. Yeah, I know. I, I like that. It just came out. I think that's the blog post or something. <laughs> yeah. Have a little notepad of quotes going. Your intuition's on a good track, yeah. New blog. Right. Because it's like, why not have effortless solutions flow, you know, when we're working in our business and solving big problems? That's what we you really know? crave. That's what we really want. We want to move into yeah. simplicity. We want things mm-hmm. to come naturally. And if we, if we go into the space of being that just following that intuition just making that phone call then we're in that space but it's still such a trapping to go i need to create a document that this and think about it this way and when we do do that other thing for starters we're going to get so overwhelmed because we're never going to know what's two steps down because Mm -hmm. it's so out of our comprehension to think that way and we'll always miss the most amazing simple opportunity that's presenting itself yeah, there is a quote that I just created that, that was the most miraculous solution is often the most simple, uh-huh. which, you know, and it's just allowing ourselves to allow like to be OK with that. I think it's just we're just t- tearing down these and letting go of these these family constructs, these constructs we've had for centuries of it has to struggle to be worth it at work. You know, it has to be hard to be worth it, you know, 
And those are old paradigms that we're shedding right now. And it's, 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 it's not that it's easy to shed them because they're deep ingrained in our culture and our, in our world. Um, you know, so in so, so many ways. And, you know, I think we're opening up to the new that, but it's really just first then, okay, am I going to be okay with it being effortless or with infinite solutions? Do I really believe that? And am, am, am I okay with my belief structure that that's, that's, possible and i'm okay with creating out of that space you first have to be open to it right of course um because so much of the ego just wants to prove how great we are because things were so hard and people did work hard you know we come you know i'm in here in the states and you know we have a background of you know immigrants who came with a dollar in their pocket and did everything they had and you know it's like it's like that's a paradigm and not that it's not a valuable paradigm and not that it's not um you know, to be honored because it is, I just think moving into a new way. Of course. There's some people that really shine in that space and Mm -hmm. amazing blessings to them. But for all of us to now think that that is the strategy to success, that is going to be our success formula. It doesn't work that way. We need to find Mm -hmm. our own way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's what uh, Peru was all about for you, wasn't it? (laughs) It was, it was, um, you know, I, you know, I had a higher calling to just really go down there and I just, I I think it's, yeah. And I, it's like my, it is kind of, it's like, okay, what's my way or what's that? I remember because what I love about no matter how lofty a goal is or whatever it is, I, what I love is like all that matters is, and technically there's no big or small in the universe, right? I mean, I look at mothers and I think their goals of being amazing mothers is much harder. Like it's just, that looks very challenging to me, right? You know, it's like, it, it's, it, there is, so it's, it's eternal, you know, each person's, you know, purpose and situation. Um, but what I, what I think about when we think about what we want to create and desire, it's so important to just really honor our truth. And no matter what people are saying and how Korai guru or leadership they are, you know, whatever, it's just like, what is true for you? You know, and one thing that was true for me is that, you know, I, I had a really great career for a while and I just knew that I wasn't satisfied. I knew that I was to make, I was to work internationally and I had this thing about global impact. And I remember I used to, you know, I was working in Beverly Hills and having this great cushy life and, you know, sitting and eating lunch on Rodeo Drive. And, and I would just sit there and there would just be this thing in my stomach. that's like, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be international somehow, like somehow. And I had no idea how, I mean, I mean, we're talking like 10 years ago and I just kind of kept moving toward, you know, different jobs. And I, you know, took a risk and moved toward jobs and scenarios that moved me more in the international market and impact and, you know, helping international companies and um, developing economies and, you know, things just kind of kept leading to that. Um, and then one day I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I was sitting, I was actually staffing a personal development program. Um, it was like this amazing three day inner awareness program. And I was there on staff and the head, the head facilitator, you know, had us and he was like, you know, what are, what are the two things, you know, what are your two of your goals? And I was like, we're going around the circle and I said, uh, be, you know, be an, inter- be an international speaker and travel around the world, which I'd always felt and known. So that wasn't a shock. And then what came out of my mouth was build the economy of South America. And I, I was like, what? What? I literally looked behind me and I was like, who just said that? Like, where did that come from? Like, who just said that? You know, and then all these things just kind of kept, I was like, okay. I felt very drawn to South America. I felt very drawn to doing that. Um, I remember standing, I'm a big fan of, of one of these, you know, amazing human behavior leaders. He, he, tra- he travels 300 days a year. He's written tons of books and I, and I, I've, you know, done his work and I love it. And I just remember sitting in one of his talks and he was saying, you know, in order to make a global impact, you got to start with your community. And then when you make an impact in your community, then you go to your, you know, county and then to your state and then to your country and then you can make a global impact. And I remember listening to him and I'm like, okay, that's not my truth. Like I understand that that might make a logical sense, but I was like, my truth is I know that I can do it with what I have now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, but my truth is I just need to show up. 
And I know I can make it. I know that there's something for me to do globally. And that is part of my purpose. And that is part of, of, of my truth right now. And so I think it's just a great opportunity and just reminder for everyone just to be like, no matter what people say and how accomplished or perfect or, 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 you know, what, you know, up, you know, on, on a pedestal that they are at the end of the day is what they're saying your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's okay. And I, there's so many things that he does say that is my truth. But that one, I was like, that's not my truth. I can go do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So then, just a lot of events and synchronicities, just really led to me just continuing to follow. I didn't know what it looked like. I mean, I was very. One thing that my guidance and intuition does is that it 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 gets me connected to places. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of always resonating with where to go. You know, whether it's a job or a country or, I mean, it'll be like, go to the lobby of the Hyatt and sit there for two hours. I'll go do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I built up, you know, the funny and the funny thing is about me is I actually didn't used to know very strongly much about my intuition. I started, you know, developing and uncovering a lot of realms and things like that and realizing my intuition is really good. But for a while, I still was like a lot of people. I didn't trust it. Of course. So. Um, but I know, so I just said to myself at one point, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start trusting and acting on it and see what happens. Mm. And what I noticed for me is just a lot of the information I get with the audio or Rich is tell me to go somewhere. And when I just went there, I mean, the most crazy things would happen. The craziest things would happen when I would just show up where it was telling me to go. Um, so I, you know, I had built case evidence of, wow, this is, (laughs) this is what happens when I, when I listen and I follow and I just go. Um, so yeah, I was really resonating with that area of the world with South America and I just kind of kept following it. So I, um, I, you know, again, and so for the first time I went down there, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go see what this is all about because I didn't know what it looked like, or I didn't know. I just, it was a strong feeling to do economic development work in South America. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I booked a, a flight. I mean, and to the point it was like, you got to go. So I just booked a flight and I like, I, I booked a flight for, for Peru for one month and Argentina for one month and came back. And I didn't know, even know at that time how it was, what it was all going to look like, but I just committed and I was just going, I'm going to go figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then one thing led to another for my first trip, again, just me following my intuition and, and, you know, where to go and what to do. I mean, I mean, I, there was, there were some specific things that I also wanted to explore in Peru that were related to kind of spirituality and business. I had read this article, um, that was written by this man that talks about the importance of kind of the value perspective and the spiritual perspective of the ancient Incas Mm. and, and how, when they're, when those people are put into a business paradigm, they're natural leaders and team builders. And when he looked back at kind of what their worldview was, it was like, givers gain and reciprocity and be passionate about your work and like things like that. So I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And I wanted to explore that um, when I was down there, but I didn't know how I knew it had to do with cosmology, shamanism, ancient Incas, and yeah, the cosmology of, of the proven culture. And um, lo and behold, through some synchronicities and intuition, I was guided to go to the specific yoga studio <laughs> in the middle of the rain. It was 15 minutes late. I was like, but I have to be here for some reason and end up the yoga teacher told me about this, this center down in sacred Valley um, and the programs that they're doing. And when I looked into that, I looked at their next kind of tour program, you know, the mm-hmm. travel kind of information, you know, tour program and called them up. And they, when they sent me the, the, um, the itinerary, it was like day by day by day by day, what I wanted to learn. Okay. And of course it was, you know, then when's your next trip in July? Oh, funny. I already have a flight to be there in July. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, it's just, it's like, I, I love how it's just like a big puzzle. And so we can start with the big picture and then just keep following step by step. It's just this big puzzle of following intuition. I'm like, okay, so I go and then, you know, and everything just kept letting me down there. And when I went down to Peru, the funny thing is I learned what I learned in this amazing um, program about the ancient Andean culture and, you know, got to work with a lot of shamans and do the spiritual side. And then I also explored the economy and the business and the entrepreneurs and, um, 
you know, how the economy was growing and how business was done. And, you know, there wasn't a technology scene yet, but I could tell it was about to start. And, and I just got really excited. And then of course, when I get down there within 72 hours, I'm having tea with the guy who wrote that article that inspired me to go down at the country club in Lima. Amazing. And, you know, and those were just, those were like the little things, but it was just like, I just kept falling step by step, you know? And then, you know, I, I just had what I needed down there and I just fell in love with the country and fell in love with its, its entrepreneurial spirit. And I was like, you know what? I just really want to make an impact and went back to San Francisco. And then, um, you know, again, through following my intuition, making that phone call, just, just knowing kind of the end result and just kind of surrendering to it. You know, a year later I pick up and I move and, and I show up in Lima, Peru, and and I accomplish the three goals that I had accomplished for, you know, building seed capital and angel investing and training entrepreneurs and training children using a program from Silicon Valley and being a media personality and connecting investors. I mean, I did it all in two years. And it was, again, just going with it. <laughs> it was just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, really. It's a funny thing because people can look at the story and kind of go, you know, that's, that's amazing or it's too good to be true. And it's like a one in a million kind of case shot of, you know, Kate was just really lucky. Like the stars were just really magically aligned for her and only her. But the truth is, as amazing as it is, it isn't surprising because of the nature of the work that you were doing and the way that you were approaching it. Yeah. And I think every, I mean, I think first of all, if people see that and say it was, it was so lucky or it's just like, yeah, it's like that was my purpose at that time. And I was I was going with it mm-hmm. and it was part of what I was meant to do at that time. And everyone has that right now. Like there's something in their mind that they're thinking about and their situation can be as effortless and as IE lucky when it's just kind of surrendering, trusting yourself and connecting to source and guidance. And just being connected with that and then seeing what shows up. So, you know, I, it just, in the more and more, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's even times when people, I think, I think sometimes what happens is people, like we, we get these solutions, we get these synchronicities, we get these amazing things, but we're not acknowledging that they're happening sometimes, you know? And so I think to, Think about the little stuff, right? So if like maybe you're just thinking about, oh, I'd love to have lunch with my friend. And then she calls and was like, hey, do you want to meet up? Right. Exactly. <laughs> a little situation where it's like, it's like, oh, that was lucky or that was easy. It's like there is no big or small. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's the same process and it's the same opportunity and the same potential to create that lunch meeting with your friend that happened so effortlessly as something you know, like moving to another country, right? Or, or doing these things. So I think we just need to remember that like it's happening around us and I'm not lucky. I'm just, I just was, I, I'm definitely, here's what I'll say. I'm definitely open to risk more than a lot of people. Hmm. I'm definitely very comfortable with risk. I'm very comfortable with, I've learned through a lot of my own work and, and, uh, being comfortable. I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. So I would say that that is one thing about me that I, I'm, I, I didn't used to love risk, but then I just, just got open to it. And it wasn't a risk to me because I was so clear in my faith and my vision and my intuition that these things like were supposed to be. So when we have that clarity and we have that inner faith, um, you know, it's just taking that leap, I think. And the irony just in that risk is when we do take risks, however big or small they are, you know, however much of a bang they are, because it all does start with that bang. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that, how can I say it? You know, it's, it's constantly going to evolve for itself and the synchronicities are just going to really come out of that. And it's mm-hmm. going to be what it needs to be at the right time. And, mm-hmm. and also I've been told apparently through, through people who do follow cosmobiology and the stars and all of that, um, that this month is apparently really magical in the synchronicities department. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are just manifesting on so many different things and we just need to be open to manifesting. Like don't just go coffee with your best friend or the parking spot nearest to the door. 
you know, keep mm-hmm. playing with it because it's it's not something we should be turning on and off. It's something that we should be thriving in because it's, yeah. it's our right to be thriving in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you're right, this month really is like unlimited possibilities. It really is. What is that thing? Or, and I think, and, and, and being open to that because like the problem I think sometimes we have with IE an intention, it's great to have an intention. It's great to have a goal. But when we're so, when we're so locked into that one thing, there's so many things happening around us. There's infinite things happening around us that we may be missing. Mm-hmm. That could be even better because technically we're still creating that goal or that thing from our mind, our analyzer. And that's just an infinitesimal dot in unlimited possibilities. Cause it's still kind of coming from what our brain thinks it wants. So I really, what I love what you're saying about November, it's yeah, it's like, it's time to just align with source and spirit and intuition and all the unlimited possibilities that that can can show right and be like show me show me because it might be even bigger or more amazing than we even think about right like yeah like you're saying it's not just about that it's like we really are moving into that time of unlimited possibilities and and you're and i agree with the november like this we're kind of walking around this dark hallway and we know there's this um light at the end of the tunnel and it's just being like okay show me like let's go (laughs) you know being okay with with seeing it because it's also so so easy to be thrown in the corners of your own greatness and to to hide away from that light because it's something you may never have known before and you feel that there's comfort in the darkness rather than knowing that real comfort lies actually in that light Mm -hmm. yeah i learned a while ago um that I was actually, you know, I kind of came from a paradigm where I actually was more comfortable with the darkness and I was actually afraid of the light. And I was like, well, that makes sense, you know, with, with some, you know, of my past, you know, patterns and, and situations. And I'm just like, and as soon as my brain needed to know, like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. All I needed to, okay, got it. Light. Here we go. It was almost like my brain just kind of needed to know, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Of course, you and know? a lot of people feel that way. You know, the darkness is comforting and it's their, their friend. They just don't know what this thing light is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just continually use kind of visions as well as part of the path of, you know, of what this looks like. I'm, I'm getting some very clear ones right now. And I'm just like, really? How is that going to happen? You know, but I, and I, you know, it's like, I, of course, I talk about this stuff because I'm the one who needs to remember it the most. Right. <laughs> And, you know, when I think back even in situations where I was, um, you know, when I was down in South America and, you know, for example, one thing that happened was I was, you know, it was very clear on helping build the angel investing network. I wanted to help entrepreneurs in Peru get seed capital. I remember visiting the network for the, like doing a meeting, um, going to a meeting. They had, they had begun, they'd been around for a little while and I go to this meeting and, and I realized what can be improved, right. To make it more successful. Mm-hmm. And then I also had this vision. I had this vision of me giving a presentation in that same room with somebody else, with a man that ended up being um, a great friend and an advisor and partner in, in some, some things we were doing. And I had this vision of him and I, I had just met him of him and I giving a talk, mm-hmm. giving a presentation in that same room. And I totally forgot that. Now I honestly didn't even remember the vision until after this happened, because about six months later, we, there I was, we had created a partnership with another country for this angel network because it was very new. And I, I basically look at gaps and I say like, okay, where's the gap and who can help fill it? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we just make this easier? And just, you know, and so we created a partnership to help strengthen the Peruvian network um, with Chile. And I remember so six months later, I'm, I'm standing, it wasn't the same room, but I'm standing to a similar, the same group of people in that environment with that guy sharing this partnership, right? And doing a presentation and unveiling what we're doing. And it's the first time it's happened in Latin America. And it was really, really cool. And I just like, it was like probably a week later, I was like, wait a minute. I totally, <laughs> I, I, I was like, wow, I totally forgot that. So, um, yeah. So I think like when we're going, you know, we're going through this now, what I recommend when I, you know, help teach people how to, you know, use their intuition and this guidance, um, you know, to create the business and the goals of their dreams is to really track what we're getting. Right. 
because as you mentioned, we're kind of just, we're going around and so many things are happening in the flow and it might not make any sense or it might just seem unimportant. But if you're going into meditation, you're getting intuitive notions, like track it, you know, like write it down, write down. And then you might look back and it be a puzzle piece or a week later you look at, and you're like, oh, that's the information I needed, you know, or it might show up in the physical world. Um, you know, something that resonates or you, you, you get a name, right? I, I always get this name, John, like, like when I meditate about a certain scenario and I was like, really guys, like, could you give me like Ferdinand or something? Because there's a lot of Johns <laughs> in this world. You know? <laughs> More specific, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you have to give me John. So, but I'm always have my antenna up with, with Johns, right? Like in being super open about my truth and what I'm creating and what we're doing and things like that, because I'm like, okay, John, I'm like, I don't know if you're the John, but you know, and there's been a lot of the Johns on the show up in my life recently. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like continually moving in inspired action and, and being open to what is being shown, you know, part of it. Yes, we create, but we are also being shown amazing things day in and day out. And we're so in our mind. It's just like, let's just kind of be present with what's being shown in our world and in our meditations or when we're connected to higher sources and just trusting it and not being too attached to the outcome, tracking it and then seeing where it takes us. Exactly. I mean, when we yeah. when we are so in tune with that and, and I know exactly what you're speaking about because I, I feel those experiences as well, um, mm-hmm. that, that higher consciousness and the different realms, the different supernovas that are out there, that are part of your world start revealing things and whether it's past lives or fragments of this lives or um, incantations of what may be in opportunities. It's just amazing to see it all play out as you say, as a puzzle. And then it becomes this choose your own adventure. It's like, let's go down this path and let's go down that path and just let's connect those dots because these stories need to come together. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I love that you say that. I've used that analogy as well. And like, let's make it fun, right? Cause that's what we're doing. Like, we're okay. We, you know, we chose to come into this earth and be a, an amazing spiritual being in the human body and experience life, experience physical, experience people, experience emotions. Like that's what we came to experience. And we take it so heavily sometimes. I mean, trust me. I mean, this is a paradigm that I know well, you know, right. But when you lighten up and you're just like, okay, oh, oh, okay. And you just kind of, when things happen or don't happen, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to turn to this page now. That door was closed. Now we'll go to page 67, right? Mm -hmm. Or that door opened. We'll go to page 93. Great. And you're right. I think when we bring play into it, it can just be, it can just happen so much easier and be so much more fun because we're just taking it so seriously, right? And, you know, and when things break down um, or things don't happen, it's like, okay, that, you know, great. What's next? Or how was this a part of the bigger picture? Mm. I mean, I use the example of, um, so when I called my friend and got this project and it was the project that helped me move to Peru so I could show up and just be like, here, I'm here. And I have these three goals. Um, you know, the project that I originally started with him didn't pan out. It just got to be too complicated. It just, as we researched it more, you know, it didn't come to fruition. Like it just ended up being the business opportunity that we thought it was way too complicated. So do I look at that as a failure? No, you know, like it's what got me to the country that I knew I was supposed to be in to accomplish these goals in entrepreneurship and seed capital and helping to build that, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it was, in case, yeah. I, I just love that you hit the word failure because it just came up for me as just before you were saying it, I was like, oh yeah, you said it too. Um, is that, you know, we, We've got a very clear understanding of what success is. Maybe, maybe not, but we're constantly involving on that. And then every time we think we don't get that, we think that's the failure mm-hmm. rather than this is just an opportunity to grow or it's a place to pivot or it's still just a result and we're still working on it. Failure mm-hmm. is when you don't make that choice or when you go completely off that path. Mm-hmm. And I think that is also such a paradigm shift that we need to get our minds around. Don't yeah, you? I mean, it. yeah, it's like failure doesn't really exist, of course, right? And, mm-hmm. and and if we're going down the wrong path, the universe will still correct, right? So, I mean, that's happened in my life as well, right? It's just like, but what I love is I, I, I kind of what I love about working in the world that I work with with entrepreneurs and investors, they see failure as a positive. Mm-hmm. There's actually a, um, 
and it's that it, because, you know, everything is a learning experience, right? And there's actually a conference that happens in San Francisco, and I think they've taken around the world. It's called FailCon. Oh, yes, I've where, heard of that. Yeah, where they stand up and they're just like, I failed. Isn't it great? Like, look at this. Don't do this. You know? <laughs> it's like it's sharing and celebrating. I tried and it didn't work out. And here's what I learned, you know, and here's how you can learn from from that and take what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, what I love, it's just putting in a construct. And what I love, what I love about working with investors and entrepreneurs is, for example, investors, um, they see like when they invest in an entrepreneur, if that entrepreneur has failed two times, they're more likely, likely to invest in that entrepreneur than somebody who hasn't done anything oh, of course. because they understand the entrepreneur has learned what doesn't work. Mm-hmm you know, or, or how to lead better or how to, you know, or in their resilience. Right. Um, and they're also and, being active as well, as opposed to yeah, the and they're like, being too risk aversive. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a lot of times investors, when they look at entrepreneurs, if there's somebody who's just starting, has never done it before, but has this great plan, you know, but then there's somebody else who's failed a couple of times, you know, a lot of times they'll choose the person who's failed. Mm. Because it also, yeah. I think, goes into that whole red ocean, blue ocean idea. You know? Yeah. Otherwise, you're in the thing, but people see you now going to be moving and making the changes that are going to now create a business that is so pioneeringly different and sustainable based mm-hmm. on the, the lessons that you've learned. And maybe it's still going to take a couple more times, maybe not. But mm-hmm. I think it's a powerful thing for, for the audience to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I think that sustainability is, is part of it. And that's why, you know, when I talk about creating business from intuition and making sure you're including higher consciousness, because, you know, it can be more sustainable when you do that and you can get the solutions, you know, probably a lot of people that are listening to the show or just in general, what I love with people with visions and entrepreneurs, it's like, mm-hmm. they're already highly intuitive. Yes. Right. It's like we, you, me, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, it's like, we see a world that other people don't see. Mm-hmm. So why not make sure that you're operating from that highest level of consciousness and including, you know, your spiritual practice and accessing, you know, your intuition and infinite solutions and guidance and even angels, like whatever you want to call it, that's exciting for you. Like, yeah, you know, why not access that um, and make sure that you're including that as part of, of your strategy? Because when you do, you know, you'll, you will be neutral and you will see how things flow and you will get the higher perspective. And, and when, if things don't happen the way you thought, you, you will be able to tap in and see how it, how it serves you and you, and, or the next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah. It's, it's, you really need to know what serves you and, and bring in the cavalry and bring in all those different systems and all those different spectrums and all those different elements of spirituality because we're all such a prism and there's so many mm-hmm. different facets to us that we need to acknowledge all of that and bring all of that into our business because if mm-hmm. we're living our life wholeheartedly and we're bringing that into what we're creating and what we're what movements we're making and how we're transforming the world that's where magic happens if we're missing any piece, it's going to start showing up in in the products that we're creating. Mm-hmm. And to realize that everything is a service. So even if it's not a spiritual, i.e. heart-centered business, everything we are creating and giving the world is a service. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a service in, in to connect with why. Why, am, you know, even if it's a product, how is it improving somebody's lives? You know? And really on that, you know, focusing on that why. So, so and to me, every, all business is spiritual because all business can serve. Mm-hmm. And there are certain people who are called to doing, quote, i.e., spiritual work for business. And there are people that are called to do other types of business. And no one's better than the other. No one's more of a servant than the other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how we're approaching it and how we're working with our team and how we're seeing the bigger picture and how we're impacting people's lives. Um, and that is huge. And, and so I just, you know, I just, I honor everyone who's got a vision and who has, who sees something bigger in some type of market, right. You know, and acting on that and just going with that because it's all needed. 
and we will still need physical construction. We still, you know, we're moving into a whole new economy and I think, you know, things are shifting and changing, but, but, you know, it's, it's how we're approaching it and how we're serving and, and how we're leading our teams and what we're creating, the kind of values and the type of energy we're creating all together. So. And how we're complementing each other and the universe. Yeah. So, so as we wrap up, because I think, I mean, this conversation feels like it can go for a couple of hours. I think we might even need to segment it. But, um, how could people really tune into that right now? Like, what could they take away as, as action steps from, from this podcast to really step into how they show up and how they present an intuitive economy? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think from the main, like the main thing is just to kind of just be who you are authentically, be connected to your true self and your higher self and your source. Um, because there's something inside of us that we are all uncovering right now that we may have been creating for lifetimes. Mm. And to, to, to be okay with what that looks like and to, and to, understand that we're moving into a paradigm where, you know, our enjoy, our employment can be our enjoyment, right? And that we can create a solution out of the ordinary and to just first understand that it's possible. And then two, to really just get in alignment every day with, with your heart and with your intuition and, and, and practice getting out of your head and into your body and into meditation, uh, just even as a start. Um, and just saying, okay, whatever my goal is or whatever business I'm trying to build, whatever that looks like, like in just understanding that my brain is only part of it and that infinite solutions can show up. I can go into meditation. I can ask for guidance. I can be in my body, can be in the present moment. And the more that we're out of our head and into our body in the present moment, intuition flow, you know, because it can come through us through meditation. But it's also, as we talked about, being shown around in, in phone calls and hearing something on the TV and walking in front of a person and synchronicities and stuff in our walking daily life mm-hmm. and being open and being present to, to what's, what's showing and open to those infinite solutions and what just keeps kind of showing up. Um, and letting go of, of the how and just not that there's not, you still have to do things, but just taking inspired action, right? Like this is what I most, you know, one of the, one of the things that I do in the morning is that I connect with spirit. I connect with my higher self and I ask for guidance on what are the key, most important things for me to do or express that day. Mm-hmm. Just that day, just today. What's, what's a line, you know, what's in the line. I might get a name. I might get somebody to contact. I might be like, Oh, you've got to finish up this document and send it to somebody and just always, okay. Then you do a task and then going back in. Okay. Now what? Oh, I have a meeting. Oh, okay. Or I need to run an errand. Oh, does it feel right to run that errand right now? No. Oh, funny. Half hour later, I'm going to run that errand later. And I just got a phone call from a potential client. And I was, I'm so glad I was like not running that errand. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and just, you know, really connecting with source and with spirit before the action is taken in the business. Um, and everything is so much more alignment and the synchronicities will really start to show up. I mean, I have a, a really funny example of like manifested like meeting Steve Forbes and I had an idea for him and I just like, it was all synchronicity and there he was in front of me and I just went with the flow. Like I didn't plan it. It's just there he was and I had this thing for him and I just went with the flow and I was like, oh my gosh, here you are. I'm going to tell you what's been on my mind, you know, and then he wants to hear the pitch, you know, and then I, I was like, okay, when I send him the pitch, I was like, I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to trust, I'm going to work with spirit. I'm going to work with my higher self to craft this email mm-hmm. um, based on what is the highest outcome for, for this to happen or for what, what he needs to hear or how the language should be done. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just continuing to tap in and, and, you know, center yourself and then do the action, center yourself, follow the action, et cetera. That's one of the really, really cool ways um, that it can happen. For sure. And I just love that because that's all about connecting and surrendering to your passion, to your purpose in the life that you want to create for yourself mm-hmm. and for your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it, it's so much, I mean, there's so much surrender as part of the action, right? 
for sure. <laughs> and, and yeah, and just connecting and, and going to source. I mean, I like to walk people through meditations, like for example, with entrepreneurs when they're like fundraising. And so we'll be like, okay, what does the fundraising strategy need to look like? You know, what does the pitch really feel like? You know, how does the investor offering look, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of things and just connecting, um, with that higher perspective on everything that is being created and not, not keeping that part at the door when we, when we step into our quote, IE business, cause it's still all connected. Oh, of course. Um, and then understanding that the information that we get may be, it may be hard to understand sometimes, or maybe not seemingly related, but the more we play with the puzzle and we play with the choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. like the purpose just keeps showing up. You know? yep. And again, you don't yeah. have, it doesn't all have to be clear right then and then it's going to reveal itself when it needs to. Mm-hmm. You don't need to yep. then get lost in the how-to and trying to find meaning in everything right there and then, just letting mm-hmm. it evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's been some really cool instances. Like when you were talking about November, man, there's been some really cool instances in the last couple of weeks in my life and other people too where it's just like, wow, there was no effort involved. It really was just like, wow, something just showed up. <laughs> or I only had to do one little thing and it was the answer, you know? <laughs> And, and just to be, just to be open that that's possible. I mean, keep acting, go with inspired action, like do, you know, go with what you're feeling is the right thing for that day. And in that moment, and just, and then just keep checking in. Yeah. So now's the best time to practice it because we're all going to be able to start seeing the results of it and yeah, really connect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for this whole new, I'm excited for this whole new economy and this whole new shift. I mean, I mean, I have, you know, a vision of it and and I I have a name for it but I mean overall like we're just moving into a really exciting time right now and I'm just really really excited and the best thing we can do is is to celebrate when other people are getting their desires and are seeing effortlessness and and just own that and celebrate that and feel that for them you know um, as it keeps happening to people around us because it's just it, it's a really exciting time so mm-hmm. I'm loving hearing it from people and and it's still always a lesson to me. Like, wow, look at that. That's so what's possible. Maybe. <laughs> and, and then I'm sure this podcast is going to trigger so many magical things for so many different people. So tracking, that's going to be amazing as well. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think we're just really uncovering so many gifts and skills that we've been building up for lifetimes. And that's, you know, if there's a, a passion or a, an idea that just kind of keeps coming to people, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason we all have this beautiful purpose and that purpose is, is so beautiful. And if it just keeps coming, there's a reason just, you know, answer go with it. it. Go with yeah. it, answer it, meet the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that note, how can people continue to celebrate the amazing stuff that you do and connect with you and pay everything you do forward oh thanks um well i i have a website that my website is fearlessintuitive.com and uh people can visit that if they're kind of interested in some tips and resources on intuition i also have a youtube channel called intuition tv you can google if you search it it's kate Mulder tv um, and I have resources and videos where I talk about, you know, the role of intuition in business, some examples in my life, and then also how to t- tips and exercises on how to improve your intuition um, and your connectedness to your, you know, your highest self for business, um, as well as how to receive guidance uh, for your business in, you know, whether it's in meditation or through intuitive processes and things like that. So I put those up to share and just, you know, hope they... Um, you know, help inspire people. I love sharing stories of synchronicities. So if people look at those and, um, I have some synchronicity stories. Well, I think synchronicities are great to celebrate, uh, because it's just so like we're on track and they're so fun to listen to and they're fun. (laughs) Just they're so much fun. So I love hearing other people's stories and I love people sharing their stories of intuition and synchronicities because, you know, um, that helps motivate other people and show what's possible. Um, so yeah, so my, my website is fearlessintuitive.com. Um, my typical services are, you know, I also do what's called spirit sessions where if I just basically channel spirit, you know, connect to spirit and relay messages, um, 
for, for people if they're in a situation transition or, or a challenge and they want a higher perspective on what's going on in their life. Um, what normally tends to show up in these uh, from spirit, the information I get is uh, a lot of times kind of where it might have started or the belief structure or the energetic pattern that needs to be shift or something in childhood. And then I really love working on one on one with people because we're all unique and different and our connection to source and spirit can be effective in, in different ways. So what I'm shown is, okay, so for this person, here's a tool or a technique that works for them, mm-hmm. you know, because we all, it's like a blanket approach is, is powerful. And then we all have unique energetic patterns, right? Of course. Um, so I really like working one-on-one with people to help them connect with their intuition and their spirit. And what I'm be, what I'm shown as kind of a vessel is like, okay, here's, here's how it will help you or here's the way, here's what we should, what we can do to get there or what you can do to get there for you. Right. Um, which is so much more powerful than a blanket approach. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just love working one-on-one with people in that way. I mean, I currently don't, um, have any, you know, online trainings or anything kind of specifically for that purpose, because right now I'm just feeling really drawn to work one-on-one with people and meet them where they're at with their patterns, their beliefs and their potential. Inspired yet? I say it again. This is only the tip of the iceberg. You should see the research on everyone the panelists have inspired. In fact, you'll get front row access to it if you're up for it. So here's to that adventure and our next special guest.